When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission, to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. If you listen often, you already know what today is. It's our weekly Clark Stinks episode. And later, I've got some news you need to know if you own your own small business. And as always, I'll answer your questions. But first, Krista tells me I go into too much detail about what Clark Stinks is. So today, I'm just going to say, if you want to post about why I'm wrong or smellier about something, go to clark.com slash stinks. And without further ado, let's get right to it. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. So a lot of people wrote in about this one, Um, Clark. You mentioned the high cost of ambulance services and that some people have resorted to using Uber or Lyft as a way to get to the hospital. A number of years ago, I was having a heart attack after shoveling snow. I knew something was wrong, but felt well enough that I could drive myself to our local hospital. Luckily, they were not busy and I was seen very quickly. The doctors and nurses told me it was a very bad idea to drive myself. If you arrive by ambulance, the staff has already been informed of your condition and vital signs. You are admitted immediately and receive the fastest care. If you walk in the front door, you get in line with everyone else who might be there. Certainly, they triage the patients, but if you're in a situation where every minute counts, you want to arrive by ambulance. Frank. Frank, thank you. And Frank, you're representing several people who felt like I was focusing only on the economics and pointing out that uh, something that is happening every day, and that is people are so afraid of ambulance charges, they are in fact arriving in an Uber or Lyft to the hospital. And that can be very dangerous. And Frank, in your situation, I'm so glad everything worked out okay My late father, and it's not what killed him, but my late father had a heart attack one night while he was at a meeting. All right, and so listen, this is such a typical man thing. And I don't know if you know this story, Krista. My dad got up from the meeting and went to the bathroom and threw up, sat there for a couple of minutes, and being some kind of macho guy, goes back in to the meeting attends the whole meeting, oh my gosh. drives himself home, and at that point tells my mom, honey, I don't feel right. And he had done extra damage to his heart through uh. that whole thing and was lucky he didn't end up dead. Guys, there is no macho benefit when you feel chest pain. Shoulder pain tr- too. Huh? Shoulder pain is a big sign, right? And down your arm, radiating down your arm is a big sign of a heart attack. So any of this stuff, don't 
don't drive yourself to the hospital. Don't not tell somebody. And I learned that so well, my brothers did as well, that um, any, any pain like that, we are not keeping it like some big fat secret because the result of that could be you end up dead. And Frank, I'm glad in your case that driving yourself to the hospital did not turn out to be a tragic ending for you. And I hear you all that I was making light of the medical consequences and only concentrating on the cost consequences of our broken system for billing and payment for ambulances in the United States. Whenever it comes to questions about Apple products or the Apple ecosystem, you give stinky advice. Many people who Which are, of my family members wrote this? <laughs> many people who are not currently immersed in the Apple ecosystem don't realize what they're missing. Here's one example. Every time you receive a one-time pin for trying to sign into any online account on your Mac or iPad, you need not manually check the OTP you received as a message on your iPhone and then type it in on your Mac or iPad. All your Apple devices talk to each other, so the OTP is automatically populated into whatever device you're currently using. Here's another example. My Apple Watch has a button I can use to ping my phone every time it falls behind the couch cushions. I misplace my phone all the time, so that's a fantastic feature, but you need an iPhone to use an Apple Watch. I get it. You're a cheapskate. I'm a cheapskate, too. I buy most of my Apple hardware used or refurbished. Don't become one of those people who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. And on the subject of price, the cheapest iPhone you can buy from Apple is the iPhone SE, which retails for $399. That low-cost iPhone is still blazingly fast compared to every Android device on the market. To get an Android device that is roughly comparable in terms of speed, you would need to spend well over $1,000. Well, I want to tell you, thank you very much. You don't have a name on it. I'm so sorry, I forgot to put the name. Which of my kids was this? <laughs> Definitely was not one of your kids. So, I'm in a 100% Apple household other than me, my my wife, both my daughters, my son, Apple Watch, iPhone, MacBook. Uh, in fact, they've got some that was from, iPad tablets thrown in as well. That was from John. John, you're not one of my kids that I know of. Okay. No. So... Yes, the network effect that Apple offers in their walled garden is phenomenal. It is fantastic. Just look at what iMessage has done as a single product to bring teenagers heavily from Android to iPhone alone because the dreaded green dot gets you excluded from being a friend of anybody who's a blue dot person. So, I know it, and Apple has done a great job with product and software integration. They are a fantastic American company. So I use um, a Samsung Fold, and I love this thing. It opens up into a tablet, and it's like a circus act. When people see me with it who's never, who've never seen one, they say, what is that? What is that? I said, well, you'll have to wait three or four or five years to have that from Apple. But anyway, the innovation in hardware so heavily comes from non-Apple providers. And Apple refines hardware, taking the best ideas they see from others. I like being out there trying all this new stuff 
And I already know the Apple stuff works great. I know the M1 chip is incredible and the MacBook, new MacBook Air and the MacBook Pros. So everything you said is true, but I also find value in my Chromebook and my Samsung watch and in my smartphone that is an Android as well. Dear Clark, your memory of the first creditor to offer up free FICO scores to customers is a little rotten and smelly. The first to do this was Washington Mutual, not Discover. I remember learning this on your show when WAMU began offering the benefit, and that's from Scott. Okay, Scott, you're right. I remember <laughs> it now. You saying it, oh man, you're right. It was Washington Mutual. I forgot when the banking scandals happened and they folded what they're now part of at this point with all the mergers. But I missed that one. Thank you. I'm surpri- You've been listening a long time, Scott. Yes. And you remember that. I'm surprised Clark didn't cover the cost estimate requirements of the No Surprises Act. Under the new law, uninsured or cash-paying customers, or people who say they are, hint, hint, have the right to be told up front how much certain procedures or services will cost, which should help consumers and certainly the listeners do comparison shopping for health care. That's from David. David, I want to thank you very much because I've concentrated so much talking about the No Surprises Act, how it affects insured And that is a real oversight that I did not talk about the aspects for people who are uninsured. And thank you for doing that. Clark talked about the perils of setting up an automatic draft of payments to your quote, real unquote checking account and using a burner account instead. What is a real checking account? Might I suggest a change of approach? Any money in a checking account should be thought of as really short term, like only for this month's bills. Any long-term savings, emergency fund, investment, et cetera, should be swept into a savings account, money market, investment account, et cetera, ideally automated and treated just like another bill. And many times the drafts can be arranged to debit the account right after the paycheck is deposited. I enjoy the show, Eric. Eric, thank you. And if you are someone who's willing to go through the steps, you're, you're great. One issue with a number of financial institutions I should make you aware of is if the savings account or money market account is at the same financial institution as where your checking account is, when the checking account balance goes to zero, let's say because somebody got into your money, they will automatically, without notifying you, pull money from a savings account or money market account at that institution to cover those items. So it depends on where you're keeping your savings account that you move across. Best not to have that money at the same financial institution is where you have your checking account. But your strategy does work and is sound. I'm so surprised you missed the mark again when trying to tell us the best way to redeem our Costco and Sam's Club bonus checks each year. You had a chance to clarify on the show and didn't come through. Cashing in the check versus spending it is the best option. Those bonus checks do not require a purchase. They haven't for as long as I can remember. When my check comes each year, I go to the store and cash it as I would any check at the store. No purchase is ever required. Kelly. Kelly, thank you. And that is what I do with my Costco and Sam's money. And that way, when you're earning the 2%, cash back on the Costco card. If you have the Sam's and you're the premium membership, you're getting 3% cash back. You want to keep accumulating the rebate money. And that's why when you get your 
rebate checks, you do want to cash them, not use them in the store. And this did come up in a question earlier this week, but I thought I'd read this Clark Stinks about it. You stink like a sweaty armpit recommending the Aura Ring. I shelled out $300 and bought one only to find out their existing customer service is non-existent. Did you know that they have a one-star review on Google? And if you look at the comments on Facebook of their posts, everyone is commenting on all the customer service problems they're experiencing. My Aura Ring won't connect to my phone, even though I followed all their online tutorial troubleshooting steps. There is no one to call. You send them a message and it goes into a black hole. I never hear back from them. I've tried contacting them through Facebook as well to no avail. I will be attempting to return this ring now that I haven't been able to use it and no one has bothered to reach out and help me. Lori. Lori, I am really sorry. I guess I have no experience in this area because I've never needed customer service from Aura. And I'm really disappointed to what you say, I'm going to look online as you did and see if people are complaining about customer no service everywhere about them. And when it ever comes up again, if that in fact is the case, I will make sure to mention the buyer beware that the customer service is really terrible, as you have said. I'll check that, Laurie, to see if I'm seeing what you have experienced. Clark, I have the biggest man crush on you ever, but I think you missed an important nuance. Can you please revisit the discussion on cryptocurrency savings accounts? You never mentioned the stable coins, which are pegged to the U.S. dollar. I currently own a stable coin inside my Voyager account. The USDC stable coin does not fluctuate with crypto markets at all, but it does pay a 9% APR yield. I know you mentioned these types of platforms are not FDIC insured, but neither is our basic index fund investing strategy. I suppose the biggest risk would be the trading platform itself, and that's from Alex. Yeah, Alex, that is, I mean, whoever it is who's issuing essentially promissory notes to you at 9%, because they are not FDIC insured, you are a lender who is lending money to people and receiving a 9% yield. And if they ever can't make their commitment, you not only might not get the 9%, you could lose the value of the stable coins. But this is the issue anytime you're thinking about earning well above a market rate in something that feels like a savings account, are you at risk of losing your principal? And in the case of the stable coin accounts that people are earning very high interest rates like you are, if you go in with your eyes open and know the risk, is that the person, the organization promising you the 9% yield on your money, if they don't come through, that you're cool with that, that you understand that's what could happen, then you're absolutely fine. And I appreciate that, Alex. Uh, Coming up next, I got important new information and tips for you if you're a small business owner. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to give an important heads up that's a tax year 2022 thing. And man, we haven't even done our 21 returns. I'm talking about 22 because there's something you've got to be solidly on board about and understand if you are small business owner, you're self-employed, independent contractor, freelancer, something like that, a lot of times you get paid by clients, by Venmo, Cash App, something like that, could be PayPal. And historically, well, let's just lay it out like it is. A lot of people who do a side gig aren't exactly reporting that income to the IRS. Well, the feds figured out there was a huge amount of money that people were doing work for that was not being reported as income. And so people were essentially doing a side gig, making tax-free income. If that's something that's important to you, you're going to have to go back to how people used to do this well, forever. And that is, if there's something you're doing that you want to do as a hush-hush thing and you don't want to report the income, you're going to have to go back to telling people they have to pay you in cash. Now, I realize there's an ethical dilemma. I'm already aware of that, that I'm encouraging people to do income tax evasion And that's not what I'm doing. I'm recognizing reality. There are a lot of small businesses that uh, they're not exactly into reporting all their income. That's just a fact. So now, if you do have people pay you by PayPal or that crummy bank product called Zelle or Venmo or Cash App, they pay you with any of these things, You need to know that once your cumulative total over 22 from all sources goes over $600, they're going to send a report to the IRS on you. They've got to. So when you're signed up with any of these apps, they're going to report to the IRS what income you had through the apps this year. 
And the IRS, if you don't then report that income, it's going to send you a tax bill with penalties and interest. So you got to know this, and you will make your own moral and ethical dilemma judgment on whether or not you want to be above board and report the income or you don't want to. That will be your decision. Krista? Okay, this question is from Nancy in Illinois. My husband and I are recently retired school teachers and are now enjoying traveling to national parks and other beautiful places in our country. This year, we will be driving at least three trips of several thousand miles each. I've been looking at purchasing AAA for some peace of mind if we ever have car issues. I know there are different levels, and I'd love your wisdom on the idea. Also, what is your advice on tolls for someone used to driving in more rural areas? Okay, so let me deal with the first question first and remember to talk about the second one properly. All right, so on the first thing, it's a good idea with the travel you're doing and the thousands of miles you're doing to look at being a AAA member. Now, you will have the level of membership that is a short tow, typically depending on the AAA chapter, will only be four or six miles. And then after that, you're paying a per mile rate. With the fact that you're going to be traveling to national parks, it means you'll have a lot of long distance driving in areas that could be pretty rural areas of the country. I would consider looking at the much more expensive AAA annual membership. And again, it varies by AAA chapter that includes 100 mile tows. Now you're allowed with most AAA affiliates, you're allowed four toes in a membership year. And if you do the four toes, they're probably going to kick you out anyway after that first year, as we've heard from any of a number of people, even those who've been members for a long time. But it is kind of like a cheap insurance policy versus the cost of even a single really long distance toll. Speaking of toe, speaking of tolls, <laughs> I'm getting my toe and toe twisted in my mouth. Anyway, um, there are multi-state toll readers that are available in different regions of the country. I have one for the eastern part of the United States that bleeds into the Midwest that is a toll reader that I bought mine on Amazon. And it was, I remember it was like $7 or something like that to buy the multi-state toll reader. And then you register it with an app you put on your phone. And then you register the plate or tag of your vehicle. And then when you get to tolls, you just have this up on your windshield and you get the local best rate on tolls as you go. The bigger issue though is not the price differential. The bigger issue is that so many places now do not have humans at the toll booth and you may pay a penalty or you may pay a much higher fee in addition to a penalty for having to go through an unstaffed toll booth without a local or multi-state reader. And you've got to look online based on where you're planning to take these trips to see how many of these multi-state toll readers you might need. 
And Anthony in Alabama also has two questions. The first one is, my wife and I are expecting our first child in July. Congratulations. Congratulations. My wife will be leaving her full-time job and will be working part-time for the foreseeable future. She currently invests into a 401k. However, that option will likely be gone. I would like to continue investing money into a retirement account for her, but I'm unsure of the best strategy to take. So I am the man from Roth. And then we'll go to the second Mm -hmm. question. Uh, With a Roth IRA, you can have what's called a spousal Roth, and you can continue to put up to $6,000 each year. Doesn't have to be $6,000, but any amount up to $6,000 in the Roth IRA for your wife. And that would be the alternative to substitute in so she continues to build retirement savings for herself while she's home raising this young baby. And again, congratulations on that. What's the second question? Uh, I have an option through my employer to invest additional money into a supplemental 457 deferred compensation account. The account is split between stocks and bonds. Would extra money be better spent going into that supplemental account or should I look to open some sort of new investment account? This is a great question, and I don't know if there's if there's any match on your 457 of any kind that would make it potentially valuable. The big issue with 457s, just as with another governmental type for governmental employees, uh, 403B, you got to look closely at the expenses that are involved. You want the what's known as the ex- total expenses for the account to be less than one half of 1%. If on the other hand, there is no match and the expenses are greater than one half of 1%, then you'd want to look at doing the Roth IRA along with your wife. Hers would be a spousal, yours would be your own. You can do those with the ultra low cost companies like Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, and put that money to work commission free building for retirement. This is from Scott in North Carolina. Clark, I have a small business that uses Square for our cash register. Square recently sent materials to promote Cash App as a method of payment for our customers. I would like to promote this as a new option, but do you feel it's safe for our customers to pay us using Cash App? Absolutely. At your register, that is just fine for them and fine for you. And I don't know if the fees you're charged accepting Cash App will be cheaper, but if the Cash App person is paying you not from their credit card account, it certainly should be cheaper than what you're normally paying Square. And I want to tell you that this isn't cheap. This is free, and it's great as well. It is priceless. The advice you get... From our Team Clark Consumer Action Center, now 29 years old and counting, open to serve you Monday through Friday from 10 in the morning Eastern Time Zone till 4 in the afternoon Eastern Time Zone. And that free one-on-one advice is available to you. It's 636-49-CLARK.